shit, when I came home from the hospital, they were playing rap. <laughs> you feel me? It's just like, shit, I've been listening to rap my whole damn life. For real, for real. From like 03 all the way up to 2016, like, it's just been trap, trap, trap. Goddamn. Um, I was rapping while I was doing that shit, funding my career, but then they can't shut that shit down. See, Chuck had like the punchlines and the lyrical shit, but Mikey could keep over his wordplay and slant rhymes. One thing by Houston, there ain't gonna be too much cap. Like, if you from Houston, niggas gonna know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say you from Houston, niggas don't know you. Like, when Ugly Guy was saying he from Houston, like, I fuck with Ugly Guy music, I might know that nigga. Like, the pandemic humbled me. You know what I'm saying? Losing my brother made me look like a real life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I went through something, you feel me? Had to overcome something, jump over obstacles, keep the shit pushing, you feel me? Hey, my name is DJ Semsex. Yo, today I'm talking to a very, very dope artist straight out of the South Coast by the name of Maxwell Cream. How you doing, man? Man, you know, I'm just chilling, vibing, sliding, gliding. Listen, I first got introduced to your music, like, 2016. The Big Worm Joint. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was blazing that on my show every week. It's like, yo, you, you must have got a lot of attention on that from the UK, right? Man, yeah, the UK was showing me love. Um, I got a lot of EDM shows too. Right, a lot okay. of EDM shows. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with that. Shout out to Wally Morgan, all that. All right. So, like, look, this is the first time I'm interviewing you. Like, I I just wanted to connect, find out exactly about Max O Cream, like what inspired you, how you got into the game. So, let's take it way back to the beginning. Like, how how did you first get introduced to rap? Shit, when I came home from the hospital, they were playing rap. <laughs> you feel me? It's just like, shit, I've been listening to rap my whole damn life. For real, for real. Right. Okay. So so who 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 inspired you to, like, get into the game, stop rapping? I mean, I grew up, you know what I'm saying, jamming Hot Boys, Lil Wayne, DJ Screw, everybody out of Houston. Like, you know what I'm saying, that whole movement. God damn it. But not really trying to, like... I say 2005, Hurricane Katrina. Like, you feel me? Like, when I jumped out the porch, I was slanging my brother rocks. You feel me? Shit like that. I started trapping. Then, like, we was going to the flea market and shit like that and be stealing, like, smack DVDs and shit like that. So, shit. That's when Jeezy dropped that trap or die. I seen shot ass on the smack DVD already, though. You feel me? Hmm. But now, how long? This is before the smack DVD. This is, like, 05. It's early. This is when... He had the trap or die. I think Jeezy had his own shit, the trap or die shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm like, damn, so this rap, because me coming up, it was all about flousing, candy paint, cars, having women and shit like that. But I was trapping. And when Jeezy came with that trap shit, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is shit I could feel. He rapping my life. You feel me? Like, that's what I looked up to. Like, my little brother don't play football and shit like that. You know, me, I looked up to like the drug dealers. I ain't gonna lie, niggas with the money. I heard that. Yeah, I seen Jeezy. I seen that BML shit. I'm, like, I'm about to rap. I'm doing this like you go from a nickel rock to a motherfucking a nigga a quarter billion. <laughs> you feel me? For real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the point where you were like, yo, that trapping is done? 
like I'm doing this music thing. How, how do you get? How did you get to that that turning point? Shit, the police can't shut us the fuck down. I had caught a Rico case in 2016. So yeah, that like so from that whole time, from like oh three all the way up 2016, like it's been trapped, trapped, trapped. Goddamn, um, I was rapping while I was doing this shit, funding my career, but then they can't shut that shit down. And they shut it down, like two years later, I signed a deal. I like, fuck it, I feel like I got enough catalog. Like, I'm on enough of my masters, you feel me? Right. Goddamn, got enough catalog, shit, it's time to put that shit into motion. Yo, so that that's crazy. So you was trapping and rapping at the same time? Same time, like shit. People used to ask me, like, People used to come ask me like on some rap rap shit like, yo, how do you fund your career? How do you keep going? Like you gotta get money, bro. If you don't got no money, that shit is, I don't know. Everybody shit different. You feel me? Mm. But shit, you ain't got no money. That shit ain't going nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so, so you, you, you know, you're the real deal. You've been doing the grind and everything else. Times have changed. Like in the last two years, the last five years, from when you was coming through, rap game is totally different. Like the landscapes changed. Like. But what what was it that you learned that got you to the point where you're at now? Shit, no matter what's going on, what's the fad or what's going or like or the hot shit moving, you move move at your own pace and keep your shit going. You feel me? Fuck what the next nigga got going. Fuck like you know what I'm saying now. I'm saying your own timing. Like I always did me regardless. And plus, like bro, even before like I started rapping, we was them niggas in my city. Like right. in high school, first grade, middle school, like I've been that nigga, I've been that fresh nigga. My daddy always had money. You feel me? He was a scammer and shit. So like <laughs> shit, I always been that nigga. Like shit. You want an interview, I'ma give you the raw uncut now. Hey, hey, yo, this is what I want for. This is like this is it. I'm gonna give you the raw uncut. Yeah. I mean being real with it. So. Yo, whatever you're comfortable with talking about, like let's do this. But I'm I'm really I'm really intrigued, like uh how you know, you stay consistent and you're popping. And right now, even to like the last couple of weeks, you've got joints coming out. So we've never connected, man. I need to get that story, man. Like, I'm not I'm not yeah. that guy that goes on Wikipedia and recycles shit. Like, I'm asking you direct. That's why yeah. I'm just getting yeah. straight to the yeah. point. Nah, I fuck with it. Usually, usually I've been getting on interviews. I'm like, man, they ask the same dumb ass questions. But if you ask a question, they're going to have me elaborate. And that's how you know you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So... You know, let, let, let's keep it in the trapping era for a minute, right? You, 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 you're doing your work on the street. You're doing it from the front of your house. And it was Jeezy, right? Like, what else was you listening to? What was the soundtrack to your life at that time? Jeezy, Lil, all the Lil Wayne mixtapes, the dedications, all that. Just because I was a young fly nigga. Wayne was a young fly nigga doing goddamn um, shit. The Game, 50 Cent. Dipset, like Pat Poos, on some right, spitting right. shit, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, Goddamn. Right. I had just tapped into Nas because I had stole like um iPod. They had like and like whoever iPod it was, this nigga was into rap battles, Cassie, all that shit. Right. So right, um, right. so shout out that nigga, he put me on that, but <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, that was the time this was before. Facebooks, like I didn't even have a phone for real. Everybody on the block had the um Boost Mobile Church. You feel me? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling work yeah. like that, like off the walkie-talkie phone, like you know, yeah. like shit. I didn't really have a social media. I didn't get a social media to twenty until two thousand six. You feel right. me? So we still talking like oh four oh five, like 
when everything was the streets, word of mouth, you heard shit, you know. Right, 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 right. No internet. So, yo, your flow's crazy. Like the way you rap, you, you know, the, the double time and everything else, you can hear every single word, like crystal clear. Like, where, what inspired that flow? Like, what inspired you to, like, as Wu Tang would say, sharpen your lyrical sword? Man, I used to like rap slow. Right. But then, like, once I started rapping fast and shit like that, I like, really started, like, I could say more, I could get more out, you know, we just really more studio, more trying to push myself, better myself, jam with different artists. Hmm. You know? But, but is there any MC in particular where you're like, you check for, or when you was coming through where you were like, that shit, that flow, that's like what that person's doing. Is there anything, is there anyone that like resonated with you? Cause yeah, I, I get, I get, I get the names you've been listening to, but your flow, your flow is crazy. Yeah, I mean, shit, chameleon there. Right. Right, right. He was like, like you know what I'm saying. Like, I just um, twisted and busted rounds growing up, <clears throat> but shit, more like I say recent, like probably like Kendrick. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that Rigor Mortis. Yeah. I had did a um, uh, cover track to that. It was like Master Spit like a dragon. I'm laughing at all you faggots. What's cracking? I saw that tacky blue flag on the side of khaki. I'm smoking on Green Bay Packer. The copper trying the jackets. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also say, since we doing that, I say like Mikey Rocks from Cool Kids, right? Niggas right. Don't know. Yeah, like Mikey Rocks. Like, see, Chuck had like the punchlines and the lyrical shit, but Mikey could keep over his wordplay and slant rhymes. Right. You feel me? Right, 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 right. Yeah, just like really, like, like I said, loving hip hop. Like the more I dove into hip hop and rap and shit, like the more I like found out about new shit. So it's like it was like you were studying, right? Hell yeah. So shit. Yeah. Shit show. Yo, it's it's crazy you're telling me all of this because like if there could be a film about your life right now, right? This chapter that we're talking about. So while while you're trapping or you're coming through and, and, and everything else and then you know, it gets to a point where two like a few years later, the big worm hits. And then in the UK, yo, bro, everybody was talking about you. That year when Big Worm came out, I was like, yo, who's this guy? Like, yo, like, because it, it sounded like you sampled um, an artist from the UK called Wiley, a grime artist. So, like, yo, if, yo. anybody listening, if you want to get UK love straight away to sample a UK rap record, you're good. So, <laughs> but nah, it was even like, bro, I didn't even know who the hell Wiley was or none of that shit. Like, my nigga had the beat. At first, right. I was the fucking with the beat. But like one day I was like, hold on. I got a text and glass, AK for the chops. I ain't got a box, pop a couple shots, call a fucking lot, but I'm a cop, like just on the beat on the oh, this shit. You know, like we be freestyling like over shit. Like we take like a Destiny Child song and we'll switch it from like being about in love to like selling drugs or like shooting it out <laughs> and play with it. You know what I'm saying? Just like kind of so like there's probably like so like that same thing I was doing with the beat, like just inserting Max so shit in there. Right, 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 right. You know? That's that's crazy. That's dope. Yo, the Brandon Banks album is dope. I, I I gotta catch up. We never spoke before, so I'm just saying, bro. I was blazing yeah. that on my show. The relays joint with Travis Scott. I was playing that on my show. So, like, yeah, I'm just covering lost ground. 
But that was that was fire. I just gotta let you know. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, you you and Travis, did, was you guys cool before? Like he 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 popped off or became who he is right now? Man, hell yeah! I've been on Travis since the nigga start rapping type shit. Like he from Missouri City. That, that's in Fort Bend. I had moved to Fort Bend. Like so, I had moved to Fort Bend like in 07, 06. Hmm. Like you know what I'm saying, like. And like when I moved to Fort Bend, I had met him. And like I was just really known for like beating niggas up, shooting up parties, like you know, thugging type <laughs> shit. But, but like shit, nigga, I don't crib to ask him. You ever see him? Ask him that, he'll tell you. Like shit, but like I was a fly ass nigga. I was in this like fashion, sneakers, like all that shit. I was a sneakerhead, like different type of nigga. And plus, like, that's the whole time where like Niggas went from tall tees to skinny jeans. I was one of the first skinny jean niggas. They used to really be on the block with the big hats, the fitted caps, and yo, know, like around 08, I was motherfucking bait, bait, BBC <laughs> 10, D hundreds, Evisel, snapbacks. You feel me? Why niggas right. still doing like the big clothes or busting like Air Hardy and shit. Right, so like, right. like, you know, I ain't do none of that old Air Hardy ass school ass shit. Yeah. So like peeping that shit. He was the one telling me, like, bro, you need to rap. Get on your B.I.G. shit, just fat, fly, tough nigga. I was like, bro, get the hell out of my face. That rap shit goofy as hell. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, shit, I seen him and my nigga Jason. They started doing that shit. That shit started popping off. But Jason was, he was more into other shit. Travis really on that music shit. Hmm. And then, like, when he popped off, he like, told you so. And then, like, I remember, like, the first Rolling Loud, that nigga had brought me out. Like, the one he headlined, that nigga had brought me out. And so shit, the shit with Travis always just been like organic, naturally. Like I've been on that nigga. And then in the same album, you did the joint she live with Megan Thee Stallion as well. Like for sure. that was early before she popped off. You know, before she who she became, who she is right now. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make forever too. Like one thing by Houston, there ain't gonna be too much cap. Like if you from Houston, you gonna know you. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, you can't say he from Houston, niggas don't know you. Like, when Ugly God was saying he from Houston, like, I fuck with Ugly God music, don't might know that nigga. Mm -hmm. We ain't never see him, like, you feel me? Like, Houston one of them cities, you feel me? Right, right, right. I've been there a couple of times. I, I gotta give a big shout to my guy, Bun B. Like, anytime, like, I've been out there, like, he, he we connect immediately. Like, this is my guy, man. Thanks. This is dope. So, yo, how 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 did the joint with Tyler the Creator come about? That that's just fire, by the way. Video's crazy, but like, how how did that come about? Um, that how it came about. I bumped into Tyler. He said he fuck with my shit, and he said he was in the UK with Rick Rubin. He said he was in London. They was jamming Brandon Banks, and she he fuck with my shit. I'm like nigga, let's work. We've been working like a motherfucker. I don't lie, man. Tyler got some shit under our sleeves. I ain't gonna just say all the all the songs are gonna drop. Cause like the way we do our creative process, like we don't give a fuck. We got a million songs. Hmm. We're looking for the one that's right. Hmm. They don't just drop anything. So you feel me? But yeah, I fuck with Tyler. I like how he think as far as like capitalizing and monetizing shit, getting money. You feel me? Hmm. You and guys are from you guys are from two totally different worlds. Like, never saw that coming. Like you guys connecting. Facts. It's crazy. But I, man, I don't lie. I could do a song with anybody. Ain't nobody I can't do a song with. 
Right. So with, with with Tyler, was it like, was it like lyrically, like what was that like when you was connecting and you was yeah, writing together? It was cool. We both knew, like, bro, we both had a common interest. It was like, like that whole skateboard P B B C that like the whole era. I was telling you about we like around the same age and like Neptune type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we vibed on that. We both Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? Like talk about being half half Nigerian, half American. Mm. That's crazy. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Yo. It's a good time to be a Nigerian artist, man. Like, Thanks. Nigeria's time right now. Yo, shout out to Wizkid. Wizkid's doing crazy things over there. Like, if you can, if you connect with any of the artists from Lagos or like, you know, like Davido or anybody or shit, Burner Boy, that's my boy. Right, man, Burner Boy went to the strip club. We popped out, went to the club together. I brought my daddy. We was thugging. I fuck with Davido. Right, 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 right. My boy. Right, 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 right. Wow, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So, you got an album on the way, right? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that, or is it like, you know? We can talk about it. All right. Talk to me. All right. So, so it's been a minute since since Brandon Banks. Like, you know, it feels like you've been constantly elevating, constantly like like progressing and shit. So. What 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 can we expect? Like I I ain't got a clue what's gonna be on it. So I'm just saying it's like, what what was it like doing this album as opposed to other albums? Man, you know what I'm saying. With losing my brother in the pandemic, you know what I'm saying. I feel like it gave me more substance. Like the pandemic humbled me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying. Losing my brother made me go through like a real life. Like you know what I'm saying. I went through some. You feel me? Had to overcome some. Jump over obstacles. Keep the shit pushing, you feel me? So I feel with all that, and then I put what I put into this album, exactly what you need, you feel me? I feel like it's a spinoff, like not really a spinoff, I feel like Brandon Banks was a spinoff of, of everything I've been doing, from like Pumpkin, Persona Takers. Brandon Banks is just to give you a deeper insight onto why I am how I am and understand me. You know, it's kind of like with my pops. This I feel like we hopping right back on the Maxo story, letting these folks know what's going on. Is there one joint where you're like, yo, Semtex, you need to know about this joint I got coming? Like, is there any, is, is the one joint that you're like, yo, this is coming, man, this is the crack? I mean, shit, I feel like all of them like that. It just depends on what you like for Maxo. So it's two, like, it's two type of Maxo. It's turned up Maxo, and then it's that real sweet Maxo, that, that heartfelt Maxo. If you're looking for that heartfelt, I'm going to say Christian. You know what I'm saying? If you like roaches, if you like that meat again, you're gonna like Christian. You feel me? It's like the religion. My right. religion is Christian type <laughs> shit. Then if you like to turn up Max, I'm gonna say don't play with shorty ass. That's my personal favorite. 
Right, right. I got a song called Don't Play With Shawty Ass all the way through Spill It Out. Ain't no abbreviations. Hmm. All right, all right. Are you, are you connecting with any Afrobeats artists? Is there anybody you reached out to? Like, is is it anything you can reveal yet? Or is it like... But this tape, nah. Shit, not for this tape. Right, right. Tell you that, but shit, you know, you, you might be speaking a, speaking a little bit too ahead. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yo, bro, yeah. I'm just trying to do my job, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do your job, do your job. I fuck with it. Yo, speaking of Nigerians, the joint with Wale, crazy. I've been playing that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, the down south joint. Down south joint, it's hard. Let's stop, let's stop. So, is there any is there any UK artist that, that's caught your ear? Is there anyone that you're like feeling, or you you, you may end up there might be a, a Maxo and you know collab down the line or anything? Man, y'all little drill movement going hard. I'm I'm tapping into the drill movement. It's going super stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I worked with AJ Tracy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did shit like way back though, like like back when I had my UK tour, like in 2019. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. You got any plans to come back out? Yeah, when I drop this tape, I'm coming back out though. Y'all right. got me fucked. Y'all think I ain't coming back? <laughs> I ain't a lot of Amsterdam got y'all beat. Right, 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 right. Amsterdam, like one of my favorite cities, but I like London and Paris. I like to shop. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I love to shop. So shit, I like shopping out there, you feel me? Y'all just gotta put me on some food, bro. I'm tired of eating McDonald's when I come out there, man. Put me on some real, you know. Oh yeah, there's oh, loads of loads okay, of Nando's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nando's. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. It's like it's it's better than that other stuff though. So it's it's calm. It's calm. Let's go. Well listen, like Maxon man, appreciate you taking the time out to do this. It's it's dope to connect. Like Let's do this in person next time you're in the UK. Come up to my show, all of that. Like, yeah. Let's rock out, gang. Yeah, right. it's good. And then any anytime I'm in Houston, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to you as well. Next time I'm out there. Yeah, hey, yeah, just bang my line. All right, it's cool, man. Well, look, thanks for taking the time out to do this, and good luck with the album. What 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 days are gonna be coming out? Um, ten eighteen. Right. Okay. So that's October the eighteenth. October eighteenth. All right. Shit, we'll man. Wilson. Wilson. Uh -huh. All right. Cool, man. Well, look. Stay safe, and we'll connect soon. All right. Yeah, that. All right. Hey, listen. I gotta give a big shout, a very, very big shout to Max O'Cream for doing that. Um, you know, I know he's in the middle of finishing his album, and. You, you can check that out when it drops 18th of October. It's going to be a crazy album, man. And I know he's got like a lot of big things lined up on that. I, I, I got a press. It's almost like, you know what I mean? It's almost like I feel bad about pressing to get that information, but that's, that's what my job is, man. I got to do that. But either way, the album's going to be with us real soon. Now, make sure you check out other podcasts, Hip Hop Raise Me. That was episode 40. You can believe that. Episode 40, you know, 40 weeks in, right? So you need to check out the episode from last week in case you didn't already. It's by Sarkodi, featuring Sarkodi. 
And that was a dope episode. He's one of like the greatest artists to come out of the African continent. He's, he's huge in Ghana. He's like Jay-Z in Ghana, right? And even across Africa, he's, he's huge. He's a huge deal. And we, we, we've had all kinds of guests, like from rappers, DJs, journalists, managers, across the board, producers, everything. You know, if, if, if it's people who are making moves, doing positive things within the world of hip-hop, I got them on this podcast, the Hip-Hop Raise Me podcast. Now, we started off the season big with Chuck D from Public Enemy, one of the greatest MCs of all time from one of the greatest bands of all time. Buster Rhymes, French Montana. Yo, we've had Steven Vixer, the manager of Pop Smoke and Pusha T. Five-year-old foreign, you know, old school, new school, like OGs, like <laughs> the new guys, like whatever you want to call them. Like we, we, got, we go international, like whether it's the US, whether it's the UK, Australia, Africa, we're worldwide. The Hip Hop Raise Me podcast is what we do. Now watch out for that Max O Cream album, like you said. It's going to be dropping 18th of October. Now, <sighs> yo, alert, 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 right? Around the same time, Sunday the 17th of October, right? A very, very big event is taking place. Now you know about Versus. You know, it's, it's the clash, it's the battle that Swiss, Swiss Beats and Timberland put together phenomenal amazing event it recently got announced that the next episode the next chapter is going to be between big daddy kane and krs1 crazy right crazy now as you know as a hip-hop fan yeah that's great like yo that's dope you know and everything else but like let's let's analyze it let's look into it even further big daddy kane versus krs1 i feel sorry for big daddy kane all right if you've got to take a side Take a side. I'm taking a side. I'm taking KRS One. KRS One is a beast. He's a lyrical monster, right? His lyrical wizardry knows no bounds, right? This guy on the microphone, deadly. Now I've been a KRS One fan all my life, like from from BDP, and up until he started releasing albums, like just as KRS One. And <laughs> when I first went to New York. It was around the time when he was rolling with Mad Lion and Channel Live and everything. You know, I'd, I, I was in New York. I, I just flew out there by myself, like, to see what was going on and everything else. Yep, I actually did that. Like, I just wanted to be down. and wanted to see what was happening. I wanted to experience this hip-hop thing for myself. I wasn't waiting for my friends to, like, save up money and get a flight. No, 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 no. I just flew out by myself. One night, I turned up at a club, and I just see KRS-One just, just jump on the stage. And just start rapping, like just started freestyling and talking about people in the crowd and this, 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 that, and the other. This guy is the living personification of hip hop, right? He, he not only did he do it when I was there, I witnessed it there, and I've been to his shows. It tears down every show. Incredible, does the same thing. And there used to be an event called Rock the Bells, an amazing event. It was like a hip hop festival, right? So I, I went to like a lot of those, and I went to one in particular, and it was a. Uh, it was in Denver, the Red Rocks. It was the Red Rocks. I think it's it's not an arena. It's it's <laughs> it's cut into a mountain, right? So imagine this mountain, like, and anybody who's in Denver or in the US, you know what I'm talking about. But Denver is high up. Is is that high up? Like, in between sets, people was like inhaling oxygen from an oxygen tube. That's that's how mad it is. That's how high up it is as well. So. You've got this amazing, let's call it, um, it's not an arena, but it's, 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 it's carved into the mountain where you can watch shows, right? I'll get the exact title for that in a minute. 
but but I'm saying it, yo, it was an amazing experience to witness a hip hop event there. Now at that event, there was all kinds of people on the bill. Like Big Boy was on there, Tech Nine, um, Wu Tang Clan, Redman. Um, that's what it's like. It's just hip hop acts, loads of hip hop acts. KRS One was doing the show, and KRS One. He's on stage, and whoever the DJ was, right, whoever the DJ was, he learned a lesson that night, right, because I think KRS1, <laughs> I think he asked him for an instrumental, or he asked him to put something on, and he wasn't quick enough. So KRS just started ripping into the DJ, He's like, yo, DJ, well, you got to be ready when you come to a hip-hop show. Yo, you got to be ready. So, of course, the crowd loved that. The crowd's, like, cheering and everything else like that, and, and he was getting everybody amped. So when the guy put on a beat, when he eventually got his shit together, he put on a beat and Kara started rapping about, you know, like the rules of hip hop and you got to be ready and da, 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 da. And he was like, DJ, next beat. So then the DJ gets the next beat and then Kara's one, he continues to rap about this DJ not being ready. The crowd's loving it. Like he's involving the crowd. He's getting the crowd to interact and everything else at the same time. That whole show was about not being ready. That DJ, yo... That DJ's soul left his body that day. Seriously. Because on one hand, you could be like, yeah, he learned a lesson and everything else and it was a great experience. But on the other hand, that that was embarrassing, man. Like, if if I was in his shoes, I would have died that day. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. I saw a man's soul leave his his body that day. It was crazy. Um, And with KRS-One, consistently, year in, year out, that's what he does. As well as being a dope MC and just making pure hip-hop, when it comes to the live show, nobody's messing with him. No one's messing with him from any era, all right? No one. Because even if you get somebody who's good at freestyling, or pick any battle rapper, like, he does it, he does that. But also what he does is he involves the crowd. What he does is put on a show at the same time. What he does is start turning things into choruses and everything else. He's a different rapper. Like I said, he's the living personification of hip-hop. No one is touching. No one is touching Keras one at all, right? So this, this versus battle is taking place Sunday, October 17th. Shout out to Swiss, shout out to Timberland. But this is going to be, it's going to be hard for Big Daddy Kane fans. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like what goes down. You're not going to be happy when you see a legend fall. Now, you saw what happened with, the locks and dipset, yo, <laughs> that that versus battle, yo, that was beautiful, man. That was I've watched that like four times on YouTube. Incredible, right? But dipset failed. They failed that day. They failed their fans. Yeah, that was the definition of an L. It was the definition of an L. It was because they weren't ready. They didn't prepare. They, they, they didn't come to battle. They just came to, like, floss, stunt, like it was 2006 or something. And and it cost them. I, I don't know how they're ever going to come back from that. I think for the Luxes, yo, they rejuvenated themselves. They, they, they reinvented themselves just through being dope. Crazy, right? Just just through being great at what they do. Like, they, they've got a new lease of life. Like, people are looking at them differently. Like, different generations of fans are like... Like, younger generations, like, who are these Lux guys? You know what I mean? Immediately, Kanye West puts them on the Dunder album. So, that's what happens when you do these versus battles. Things things change. And I think with 
this this Big Daddy Kane versus KRS One is gonna be a slaughter. It's gonna be an absolute slaughter. It's gonna be a burial. Two MCs going at it, and and I don't think Big Daddy Kane's gonna stand a chance. I know there's people who are like Semtex. You shouldn't be saying this, but it's facts. It's facts. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Sunday, October the seventeenth. This verse is gonna be legendary. Live at the Barclays Center as well. You know. This kind of thing was inconceivable before the pandemic. This is one of the few good things that's actually come out of the pandemic. And it's it's dope that it's going from strength to strength. It's dope that legends are like actually risking their legacies to do this. Because it's like I said, Dipset, you know, Dipset, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how they come back from that. But this Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One, like... If there was bets, if they were taking bets, yeah, Keras won all day long. He's gonna do it. Amazing rapper, man. If you never heard of him before, check him out. Um, it, incredible, one of the greatest MCs of all time. I'm DJ Semtex. This is the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. Now, it's like I was saying before, check out some of the earlier episodes that we've been doing. Um, like you know, if 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 you're feeling more of the Texas vibe, make sure you check out the episode with Bobby Sessions. That's dope. If you're a fan of Pop Smoke. Um, that was originally supposed to be the first ever episode. Uh, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. He, he passed away. We, we we put it out a year later. Um, but it's it's an amazing moment with a, an amazing artist who's gone too soon. You know, um, if you if you're a fan of street rap, like if you want that hard raw, uncut artist, like make sure you check out the episode of SG. Like spoke to SG about what he was up to the, the the recent projects that he's been working on. It's been dope. Poo Shiesty as well. Can you believe that I got Poo Shiesty just before he got sent down? Crazy. One of my favorite episodes as well. Did that recently was the one with Pierre Bourne. Um, he's a sick producer. He's 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 on a path like similar to what Kanye was on when he first came out. I'm not I'm not saying he's the next Kanye or anything like that. Pierre Bourne's the next Pierre Bourne, but. There's similarities between how them guys move, operate, and what they've done, and the way that he's coming through. He's he's doing a lot of incredible things, working with some incredible artists. Um, you know, he he gave Playboy Carti his his genre defining moment. So that was a real dope in depth episode. Um, yeah, I'm glad I got that one. I'm glad I got that one in the bag. Make sure you check out my guy Strick. That episode's dope. And yeah, you know, it's what we do every 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 Monday. The Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. I know he said every Friday. I do a radio show every Friday. Like, sorry, it's just like brain muscle, all of that. Just used to saying it every time I'm on air. But every Monday, the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast is a new episode. Let me know who you want to hear on 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 the podcast. Let me know if there's anyone I need to get on there. Hit me up on the tweets at DJ Samsex. Hit me up on Instagram. At DJ Semsex, every every social media channel at DJ Semsex, real simple. Um, hit me up, like get involved, all of that. It's like I said, we're forty episodes deep now. Make sure you check out the book if you haven't already. You can get that from um, anywhere where books are sold. The Hip Hop Raise Me book, and if you're in the UK or any actually anywhere worldwide, you can check me out every Friday night from nine PM on Capital Extra. I got one of the best radio shows in the world. Yep, I'm confident. All right. Catch me next Monday on the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast.